have an opening prayer by Elder John A. Coleman. Could you, um, if Elder Coleman's not on, could you have Minister Lett Baker, please? Okay. Can you do our opening prayer, uh, Minister Lett Baker? Did he hear you? Can you hear me? Uh, Mr. Elect Baker, can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. I'm sorry. Okay. Can you do our opening prayer, please? You would like for me to lead prayer? Yes. Uh-huh. Thank you. All right. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for the gift of this day. We thank you for the opportunity to share this day, and to pray to you this day. Each day is a gift. Yes. Each opportunity for each day to be something new and better is very, very precious. We thank you, O oh Lord, for guiding us to this day, for walking us through the days that came before. We thank you, Holy Father, for guiding us, protecting us, and keeping us in your good graces. Amen. 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 Thank you. Okay. You know, as Mother Patricia, Patricia is on. She's not. Okay. Okay. We'll have our scripture reading by Bishop Angela Young. Okay. Coming from Luke 1. Do we have any testimonies? Does anybody have yes. a testimony today? Yes, I have a testimony. Uh, Go ahead, Elder. Yeah, if you don't mind, Bishop. Well, Bishop knows it already. Uh, we yes. have been praying for uh, Brother Harold Pitts. And um, what we didn't know was Thursday, while we were in prayer for him, Apostle, he was rushed to the hospital on Thursday night, and um, he was in critical condition. He had a blood clot in his spleen and in another organ. Um, he he was in dire condition. Um, they were going to uh, when they went in. Um, they had to remove some of his intestines, and um, he was to uh, have surgery this morning. The sister called me, who is, she's my best friend. She's been my best friend. We've been best friends since we were 14 years old, and um, he's been like a big brother to me, and uh, so I was um, very upset yesterday when she called me and um, I prayed for her then and um, I was up this morning and I prayed and the Lord showed me uh, she told me he's going to have a, uh, have surgery this morning and that he would have to have a colostomy bag but as I was praying I told Bishop I said uh, the Lord showed me my mother a few years back when she had to have surgery on her intestine. I said, Lord, why are you showing me this? And as Bishop and I were on the telephone together talking this morning and worshiping, I didn't get a call. We got a text in from Jackie and Harold came out of surgery. He doesn't have a colostomy bag. Mm -hmm. They were able to reconnect his intestine. Thanks be to God. Hallelujah. Thank you. Thank you. Bishop went into worship. She began to pray. She began to sing. She 
she began to worship, and I just lost it. I began to cry. And as I began to cry, we got another text from Jackie. And his heart started going out of rhythm. And they pushed them out the room. And I said, Bishop, please pray. I'm not in any shape. And Bishop began to pray. I don't know what's happened, but I know that he's okay. But I told Bishop the reason why God showed me my mother while I was praying at 3 this morning, California time, was that my mother did not have to have a colostomy bag like they thought she would have to have when she had her surgery back in 1991, 19, well, it was 80 and 80. So that was what God had showed me yesterday when I began to pray this morning and yesterday for Jack. So the prayers of the righteous avail of much. So I'm hoping that when we hear back from Jackie, that we'll hear good things about Harold's heart because Bishop went into worship. She went into song. She began to sing. She began to pray. And I know that my bishop, our bishop, won't be selfish. I'm sorry.
I thank God for blessing us and, and, and getting us up for this morning and us in our right mind. Yes, sir. I got a whole lot to thank God for, but I'm going to keep it real short. I think I just want to say thank you, Jesus, for another day and for the breath that you blessed me to have. I thank God just for being up. Because I could be on my bed, in my bed, sitting somewhere whining and crying. In other, in other words, I am up, I am still here, and I am still praising the Lord. And I'm going to continue as long as I got breath in my mouth. Yes, I am, because I know who I serve. Amen. And that's all I got to say. Amen. 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 Absolutely. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Thank Jesus. You. Well, any other testimony? Uh, I just want to say thank you for the prayers that have been going up for my son Terrence. Um, he was diagnosed with type 1 diabetes at the age of 13. And um, just recently, he was started on in home dialysis. And He's adjusting very well. He had to have a surgery before the dialysis. And um, he's still working. And every day he looks better. Every day he's looking better and better. And I, and I, I believe that God does do things, you know, with medication. But I also know that the prayers of the righteous availeth much. And that all we have to do is speak the word. We just have to speak the Mm -hmm. word of God. And it shall be done. Mm -hmm. But I want to tell you, I looked up at him this morning. He was getting dressed to go to work. I said, Terrence, every time I look up at you, you look better. And so we're just trusting God. He's um, going in January uh, to Chapel Hill for his testing. And the Holy Spirit told me last week to tell him to tell them to put him on the cancellation list. If they should have a cancellation, that he'll take it. And so um, he said he would call them Monday, but he's scheduled to go the 29th of January for uh, testing. Um, and then they will put him on the list for a transplant. So we just believe in and trust in God. That uh, it's already done. Amen. Amen. Yes, sir. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. uh, Yes, this morning because of who he is. And he is my savior. This is the day that he's made and I shall rejoice and be glad in it. I God because he's still performing miracles. And I think for the testimony, the praise reports. That he has made proves God is real, and He's at the yes, He is sitting on the throne, and seated. We are seated in high places with Jesus. Amen and amen. Next, we'll have our scripture by Bishop Angela Young. Yes, our scripture reading this morning is coming from the Book of Luke, chapter one. Beginning at verse 26 through verse 31. Christ's birth announced to Mary. Now in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth. To a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary, and having come in, the angel said to her, Rejoice highly, favored one, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. But when she saw him, she was troubled at his sayings and considered what manner of greeting this was. Then the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor 
with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus. May the Lord add a blessing to his written word. Amen. Thanks be to God. Amen. Amen. I thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Pray for the sick. And remember those that are on our prayer list. We're going to continue to pray for Brother Harold Pitts. And we have Brother Terrence and Sister Leslie Osley and uh, Jennifer and Aiden. And all our our incarcerated, uh, Christopher Bergen and Cameron Bowler, and Lisa Bison, and Wilhelmina Lytle, and Raquel, and Parrish, and Baby, Sister Rosemary, and uh, Elder Bishop's, I mean, excuse me, uh, Bishop, our Bishop's nephew, and uh, Sister Frederica. And also Derek and Tamika James and our uh, minister-elect Thomas and elder Davida Bishop and our Bishop Angela Young and King and all those that are in the military and Sister Norma and Sister Rochelle and all those that are suffering from loneliness at this holiday time. And those that are, uh, you know, suffering from the memories of those who are lost. And those who are suffering yeah. from depression. And also the conditions of this world. And, and remember our young people today. So are there any others on the, add to the prayer list? Okay. We're going to ask Mother Brunel Knight if she will come. And pray for the sick. Our Father. Amen. Which are in heaven. We come to you, Father, as humble as we We know how. Father, we've done anything contrary to, to your word. We ask you to please forgive us, Father. In the name of Jesus. And Father, we come into you, Father. Bringing those who hold the prayerless, Lord. Need a touch from you, Lord. Are you the only one I can touch? Oh, Lord, just touch him with the healing of your learning, Father God. In the name of Jesus. Father God, they come because they know there's no one else. And heal them, Father God, but you. So we just come asking you, Lord, touch. No one can touch like you. When you touch, Father God, oh Lord, you say that is already done. Amen. Thank you right now, Father, for each one. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. We just thank you. We just praise you. 
Yes, Lord, we praise you, oh God. Yes, Lord, yes, Lord. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Yes, Lord. In the name of the Son, and in the name of the Holy Spirit. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Glory to your name, Jesus. You're worthy, God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you. Hallelujah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Please forgive them the air. I don't know why they do this. Now Oh, 
Amen. Come on, Apostle. Amen. 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 These are announcements for uh, December 10th, the week of December 10th. We will have prayer with Elder Kirkland at 1230 p.m. At 12 p.m. to 12.30 p.m., excuse me, Eastern Standard Time. Then on Thursday, we have prayer, uh, Bible study and prayer at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. After service, there will be a short planning meeting in reference to the Christmas Eve reflection service uh, for December 24th. And these are all the uh, announcements for the week. I don't know if I missed anything, Bishop. No. No. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> and now we will go directly into our message. You know, we're going by the order of service, but I'm sorry. We, we're going to go into the message right now. Well, Father, in the name of Jesus, I just thank you right now for the service. I thank you for being here in the midst right now in the name of Jesus. Father God, as we enter in to hear your word, Lord Jesus, I ask that you prepare our hearts and prepare our minds to hear what you have to say to us today, oh Lord Jesus. Father, use me to the extreme, Lord Jesus. I just thank you right now, oh Lord. I will open my mouth and I allow you to speak through me. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen and amen. 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 You know, today uh, the Lord had me uh, come and he wanted me to speak on the bomb of Gilead today, you know, because we're in the, we're in the end times and we're, the Lord has allowed all of us to come nearing the end of the year once again. And so we must remember where we are, are we in right standing with Jesus Christ? We must think about who we are and where we stand today. And I'll... The, the word is based on Jeremiah 8, 21-22, and Jeremiah 46 and 11. Okay, now in, in these two words, I'll read the scripture in a minute, but Jeremiah speaks of sin and punishment in these two, of Israel. You know, God reveals to Jeremiah the wickedness in the land 
And though they were warned, they warned, they continued to continue to sin. And see, the Lord showed Jeremiah more than one time, more than two times, several times that Israel had sinned and they had forgotten his principles. They had forgotten his ordinance. They had forgotten his law. And, and Jeremiah was so crushed. He was crushed by this, that he wrote lamentation, you see. And, and this was a hurt to Jeremiah. The Lord allowed them, you know, you'll read about it, to be captured by Babylon, uh, King Nebuchadnezzar. And, and you read about this in, in going into Daniel. But Jeremiah, uh, when he wrote the book of Lamentations because of the destruction that happened, see, and see, he also let us know that we can mourn, he mourned over the sins, that means we can be sorrowful over our sins. The Lord is always faithful and just to forgive us of our sins, but they continued to do wrong, and, and they thought it was okay to run everywhere but to the Lord. But we can be sorry, but we can ask God for forgiveness when we sin or when we fail him. We are the righteousness of God. We must remember that. And those of us who are his children, but are we in right standing with God? You see, when the Lord says righteousness, that means we are in right standing with God. If we aren't, we have to repent instantly. You see, we have to think about that. Because the Bible says that none but the righteous shall see God. Not the holier than now are those who deceive themselves, who thinks that we're only under grace. Yes, we are under grace, but they think they have super grace. There are some people that think that. Now is the time to seek the Lord, and this is the time right now. So we're talking about the bomb of Gilead. First of all, uh, the Bible explains the bomb a bomb is a salve made out of olive oil and herbs, and it's thought to have killing properties to treat skin irritations and to treat pain. And so the bomb of Gilead is mentioned in the book of Jeremiah. So we'll start with Jeremiah 8, and we'll begin at the 21st verse. And it reads, Since my people are crushed, I am crushed. I mourn, and horror grips me. Is there no bomb in Gilead? Is no is there no physician there? Why then is there no healing for the wound of my people? They continue to go forward doing going back and forth. They they prefer as people do today to do this and that and ignore the calling of the Lord. And this is what they were doing. And Jeremiah forty six and eleven it reads. Go up to Gilead and get balm, O virgin daughter of Egypt, but you multiply remedies in vain. You keep finding, going and trying things. You, it still is not working. You worship gods. You make crystals. You make potions, but it still has not worked for you. But you still ignore what the Lord is saying. We seek that we see that Jeremiah is concerned with the lack of resolve and repentance of the people. But from Jeremiah, we see that it is not traditional medicine that he's asking for. He wants a remedy. He's asking the Lord, what can he do to speak to the people? But it's not working. What can he say to the people that they may turn from their sinful ways? You try many medicines in vain, and it's it's a spiritual thing. It's not a physical thing. And the balm of Gilead re represents the only source of physical and spiritual healing and salvation. The Lord is is healing is available only to you. See, salvation. The balm of Gilead is actually the Lord, and that's what the, He's calling us today to turn to God. God is always willing to forgive those who are caught up in sin. Even though you don't have a relationship with Christ, he's talking to us and those also who don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ. See, Israel tried everything to heal their sins. They tried other places, they tried other gods, and they tried many medicines in vain. They tried potions, and they were looking in the wrong places, even spells, even casting all those things. They tried all of that. So where is the bomb? 
Where is the physician who is ready to heal all wounds? It's the great physician, Jesus Christ. And he is the bomb of Gilead, and he alone has the power and the capacity. See, I say capacity because it goes deep. It goes all over. It spreads all over. He's the only one that has the capacity to heal. Are you turning to other solutions, temporary solutions where God would suffice? You see, you're not looking at him. People say you turn to Jesus Christ and they turn a deaf ear to what you say. You keep telling them the Lord is the only way, but they ignore you. They rather think, look at karma and things that happened from before. They rather see that stuff than to come to Jesus Christ because you don't want to surrender to God. Like yeah. Israel didn't want to. They didn't want to do it, you know, because they think that the, the, the rules are too harsh. The requirements are too harsh, so they prefer to go somewhere else to do it. Hmm. See, but is the wound greater than God? Is your wound greater than God? Is it, you know, have you been it's so deep that you can't come to Jesus? You'd rather run off than to come to him who suffered? Jesus suffered greater than we did. Or the Lord, he actually died on the cross for us. So, Amen. We have to live, you know, so that we can live. He did that. So whose wound is greater? Jesus did that for us, you know, so that we can live. God is eager to provide help and healing and salvation when we need it. But he requires repentance. Turn from your sins. Seek his will and you will be healed. No matter what you try or who you go to, you will have to come back because Jesus is the only way. Just as the people of Isaiah were told by God through Jeremiah that only the bomb of Gilead could save them from themselves. The same view of today is that Jesus is our bomb of Gilead. Remember his blood on the cross redeemed us. And his willingness to give his life for us is like a healing balm that can heal us from sin and give us salvation. That's the only way. John 14 and 6 says, Jesus explained that I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. And no one comes next to the Father except through union with me. To know me is to know my father too. And that what he said, can't go to nobody else but him. He is the only way. He is the only answer. And that's the only way that we can do this. No, no compromise, no other ways as people say to God. Not the one true God. They may try it. Your woundedness of your soul cannot be healed. Whatever is missing cannot be fulfilled. Spiritual health or spiritual healing is healing through the power of God. And it's the result of praying and repenting and giving your life to God. For he was wounded. I will read that. And I will read from the Passion Bible of I, from Isaiah, I'll read from the Passion Bible, and I will read first concerning the the sin bearer's servant. As the Lord, he 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 was as a sin bearer, the sin bearer servant. And I'll be reading from Isaiah 53, and it reads, "Yet he was the one who carried our sicknesses and endured the torment of our sufferings." We viewed him as one who was being punished for something he himself had done, as one who was struck down by God and brought low. But it was because of our rebellious deeds that he was pierced, and because of our sins that he was crushed. He endured the punishment that made us completely whole. And in his wounding, we found our healing. And like wayward sheep, we all wandered astray and each of us has turned from god's path and chosen our own ways even so yahweh laid the guilt of our every sin upon him and as a 
surrendered servant, he was oppressed and harshly mistreated. Still, he humbly submitted, refusing to defend himself. And he led like he was led like gentle lamb to be slaughtered, like a silent sheep before his shearers. And he didn't even, he didn't even open his mouth. So we can't commercialize Jesus putting on shows of entertainment because he came that we may have life and have it more abundantly. He is real and not a figment of our imagination, not a figment of your imagination. He is our Lord and Savior, and he came. He was born in the manger as a little baby. He came that we might be saved, born in the manger on Christmas Day. He is our Savior. He came for us. He came to die for our sins. He came to shed his blood. Without the shedding of the blood, there could be no redemption. And so therefore, he died. And on the third day, God raised Jesus from the grave with all victory. And that's why we could come to him when we need to come to him. We can come to him and repent. We can come to him and he'll receive us as his, our, his children. And we are the righteousness of God today. We're in the end times and the Lord has allowed us to come near to the end of the year. Who are we going to serve? Who are we going to serve this day? Who are we going to go through life, the rest of the life, serving Jesus or mammon? What are we going to do? This is wake up time. The Lord has blessed us. The Lord has blessed you to see December 10th. We don't know when the Lord is going to call us home. We don't know. But where will you end up in eternity? Where will you open your eyes? The Lord is calling right now. He's the altar call. He's calling you right now. Seek him while he can be found right now. While you have breath in your body, the Lord is calling you. There's only one bomb. Jesus has been the only bomb, the only healing, the only one that can heal your wounds, the only one that can make you happy, the only one that can give you joy, the only one that can deliver you, set you free, restore you. He's the only one. That is the medicine that you need. That's the medicine that we all need. You must come to the Lord right now while you have time. And this is a message that the Lord has given to me. You know, the Lord, if you heard the message, he is willing. He is waiting. He's always there with his arms open wide to forgive you of your sins. You must first repent. You must see and understand that Jesus is the Savior and that he came to save you. And that he died on the cross for you. And then on the third day morning, God raised him up from the grave with all victory. You must believe that in your heart. And you must be willing to repent of your sins. Seriously, fervently, for real, repent of your sins. Earnestly, not because you feel guilty, not because you feel emotion, because you see that the Lord is your Savior. And you see that you're sorry for your sins. You see that you want to make a change. You repent and make a 365-degree turn. Turn from your sins and come to Jesus. He will save you. He will heal you. He will restore you right now. Surrender unto him. Everything. Give your life to the Lord Jesus right now. In the name of Jesus, that's all he wants to do is save you. You know, if you heard the prayer and you realize that you do need Jesus in your life, all you have to do is come to him. All you have to do is surrender to him. All you have to do is say, yes, Lord. I come to him. But the Lord says in his word, and I I always read, that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified. And it is with your mouth that you confess that you are saved, you see. Yes, The Lord will heal you. He will save you. Say it. It has to come from your heart. The Lord knows that to meet it, no more saying something because somebody asked you to say it. No more repeating something because somebody repeats you to repeat it. If you repeated it and you did not mean it in your heart, you are not saved. You have deceived yourself. And you will find out eventually that you are not saved. The Lord will say, depart from me. I never knew you. He will say that. And we don't want the Lord to say that to us. We don't want the Lord to say that to you. 
So come unto the Lord right now while you have a chance. So, Father God, in the name of Jesus, we just thank you for the message that you've given today, told us today, Lord Jesus. Father God, those that are out there, out of, under the ark of Savior, Father, I ask that you would touch them right now in the name of Jesus to dig their hearts right now in the name of Jesus that they may see Father God, that they may desire to come to you, Father God. You said that as you, we lift you up, you'll draw all men unto you, Lord Jesus. So we thank you right now for saving them. We thank you for restoring them. We thank you for deliverance right now in the name of Jesus. And if you believe that in your heart and you, you confess in your heart that Jesus is Lord and you ask him to re forgive you of your sins, you are a new creature in Christ Jesus. All things are passed away. They're gone. Behold, all things are made new right now. You thank the Lord. Thank the Lord in your heart. Believe on him. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I will turn it over to you, Bishop. Amen. 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 We thank God for the Amen. word that came Amen. forth on today. Amen. And you heard Apostle. If you desire a closer walk with the Lord, maybe you've uh, fallen short. We all have sinned and come short from the glory of God. There's none perfect, no, not one. All you have to do is just surrender, repent, and ask God to just forgive you. And if you don't have a church home, you can contact us. Um, and if you would like for us to lead you to uh, a church home in your area, we'll be more than welcome to do so. Amen. 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 So Amen. now I will have Apostle to come back and do the priestly blessing. And then um, we will dismiss the service and then we will come back on. Uh, just uh, those of about my father's business ministerial staff and um, Sister Shalanda, if you're on, you're welcome to stay. We're going to have a short meeting uh, about um, Christmas Eve Sunday, our service. Amen. 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 I thank God for this time and I thank everyone that's on the line and those that be coming on later on. Remember, this is the season. This is the time. The Lord came. He was born to save us. He was born on purpose. He came to save us that we might have life and have it more abundantly. Okay, I'm going to give the priestly blessing. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. In the name of Jesus, be blessed. Amen. 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 And so we're going to... Um...